Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with yours truly. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. Got to remind you, it's a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss, we're discussing with a little help from you guys, from suggestions via email and Twitter. But most of it is our personal views. So let's get on with it. We'll do a few follow-ups and shout-outs. We spoke on the last podcast about camper van names. Have you decided to name your camper van, Chris? Yeah, I'm going to call it uh, Motorhome. Oh, that's because I <laughs> I found an app <laughs> that allows you to. But I think it was, is it with your, your month of birth and your first name? Is that what, I forget what it was. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I... I we do we do actually do research for these podcasts so i researched an app and it was something like yeah you're you're sagittarius or your star sign and your first name or something so yours you came up with motorhome and i think i came up with um, to make and i just made that up oh did you because i was trying to figure out when was your birthday and how (laughs) right okay so you made it up fair enough well anyway i did a little bit of research and we did get in a few emails on it so i've got 13 in total so i run through these pretty quick and as they say on Ant and Deck in no particular order, we have The Rolling Palace, Moving and Grooving, Sleepy Do, Grooving Along. We've come from a van down under. I like that one. Seldom in. It's our dream. Spending our children's inheritance. Now, these aren't necessarily names, but they were stickers that were seen, you know, a bit of decals that were actually put onto campers. The Jolly Tom, Dream Travelers, The Big One. Vicky Viscount and doing it easy. So they were just some of the ones that people had sent photographs in, and one or two of them had said saw this on the back of a camper. I just remembered one um, one of our friends um, got one of the uh, Ariba Puck trailers for their camper, and we've um, we've christened that the Gin Palace. And I wanted to call ours G and T because you know gin and tonic is one of the favourite drinks of the camping crew. And I said to Deirdre, I've come up with a great name, but G-E-E and then the Ambersant and T-E-E. And she just looked at me and I went, right, maybe not. Again, we'd love to hear if your camper has a name. We'll give you the details a little bit later on. Uh, follow-ups and shout-outs, Chris. In, in the last podcast, we put a, a, another shout-out for some information on the um, on the France special, uh, European slash France special. I think we're going to stick to France for the first one. Um, it'll allow us then to kind of specialize and do some episodes on specific countries. Yeah. Um, so JJF from the Motorhome Crack, um, as usual, has come up with a, 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 a great email. He sent us lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of information. He's after doing practically 100% of all the research for us. So we'll just have to put it together now as part of a, a show, which we'll do uh, in the next few weeks. Yeah, so if you, again, want to forward us any details, especially on France, and then we will possibly look at Spain and Portugal and then Europe in general, because the world is your oyster when you have a motorhome. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of research as well on ferry costs basically now. And you know what? Ferries aren't as expensive as they have been over the years. So, again, we'll put all that into the package and we'll do a a one-off or possibly a two-off episode 
on the Camping Crew podcast, basically based around France. So thanks again yeah, to you JJ could easily for do that. two episodes, couldn't you? I, I think, well, between what JJ gave us, there's two there, and then plus when we put our own stuff into it, um, definitely. But we've a lot of a lot of emails coming in, and thank you for that, with people looking for advice. And you've, you've more there for further discussion, haven't you? Yeah, we got two emails during the week, um, uh, and both asking for the uh, effectively the same thing. It was an email from Simon, and an email from Ken. Now I'll go into those emails in in a few weeks in more detail. We're actually going to follow up on those suggestions that they've given us. We're looking for some some tips or some advice for first time camper buyers. So um, both of the the, the the two people that emailed there um, are in the process of buying a camper mm-hmm. or a motorhome, so they don't have one yet. Um, they are uh, both enthusiastic uh, in, into camping and they're listening to the podcast. So what they've asked us, you know, if we had one piece of advice for a first time buyer, what would that be? Or even better, if there was one mistake that you made, you know, as a first time buyer, um, what was sure. the mistake you made? If you were going to buy a motorhome again, what would you do differently? So any advice you have for a, a first time buyer, what to look out for, what sort of checks to do? You know, anything at all, if you can send us in the information, you can send it to our email address, which is campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com, or you can tweet us at the camping crew. And we'd be delighted with any suggestions and we're going to put those in an episode um, very soon. Right. This is where we take a look at campsites or stopovers where you guys have been or where we have been. Uh, during the week, I took a trip down to Greg Namana in County Kilkenny. Now, I went down for the reason to see the hub. Myself and Charlie were doing a video for Charlie and me, our camping vlog on YouTube. We'd already actually our very first video was to Greg Namana, but the hub wasn't open at the time. Now, the hub is a stopover. It's a voluntary run facility, which basically has toilets and showers. It's nothing to do with camping. Let me stress that. It's a facility for the scouts and for youth clubs and there's teaching programs and they just happen to have toilets, showers and a kitchen. And what happened at the tail end of last year? Motorhomes start staying over. So they saw a chance to make a few bob here because it's 100% voluntary and they put in an honesty box where you stick a tenner into an envelope, put the envelope into a white box in the front of the building. They've had up to 30 motorhomes staying there at any time. Now, the management, Martin, that I spoke to, want us to emphasize in the podcast, as I have done on Charlie and Me, our camping vlog, it is not a designated campsite. However, they don't mind you staying over there. That's one place. It's in Gregnamana in County Kilkenny, and it's called the Adventure Hub. While I was there, Martin sent me up to Ken from Brandon Hill Campsite, which is literally five minutes out the road. And when I was there, I did a Charlie and Mia camping vlog video of the campsite. It's a beautiful campsite. It's brand spanking new. But while I was there, I got to have a chat with Ken, the owner of Brandon Hill Camping Park. And here's what he had to say when basically I said, in these hard times, why would you open a campsite? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, not 100% sure, maybe why not, might be the answer. Um, we've had a, an intensive pig farm for 40 years, over 40 years. Uh, that was coming to its end, it wasn't economic anymore, and we kind of said, we're in a beautiful area. What could we do with the land? We have, we have 15 acres here, we have two acres under buildings, and we kind of said, well, it's a tourist town, it's a tourist area, and then there was no camping facility, 
uh, anywhere within a 20 minutes drive of here. I mean, just kind of thought it was a natural fit. We have lovely views of Mount Leinster and the Black Stairs, and we're on the foot of Brandon, so we have a lot of amenities for walkers and tourists, and we just said, give it a go. And did you notice that there were a lot of camper vans parking downtown along by the waterfront, and did, did that help you kind of say, look, there's actually a business? Yeah, so a couple of years ago, maybe three years ago, maybe now, um, I started, I'm involved with local scouts, and it's right there beside the car park. And so I was going around asking these people in the camper vans, would you pay for facilities? What do you want? What do you need? And most of them said, yeah, we don't want to be parked in the car park. Yeah. We'd like somewhere safe. We don't want, you know, because people could be coming, knocking, you know, all hours of the night, messing, um, antisocial stuff. So they said, yeah, and that kind of put the ball rolling. And then we just kind of went from there. You see, there are certain campers that like the wild camping parking in car parks. I personally like to get my table and chairs out, which is not something you could do in a super value car park or a church car park or even down by the river. So you're how far are you now from the riverfront in Gregnamite, walk wise and drive wise? Yeah, so we're a kilometre and a half from the from the water. It takes me about ten minutes walk um, with kids and probably maybe fifteen minutes a little bit more. Um, uh, and a drive less than five minute drive down there. Okay, so let's talk about the facilities. So you're a year old now. What what have you got to offer? Start here with where the new reception area is going. What have we got here? Yeah, so um, when you come in initially, um, you're seeing, um, you'll see the campfire area and we have a camper kitchen area and we have a, a reception being built here as well at the minute. Um, and inside in the camper's kitchen there, so we have hob, microwave, kettle, toasters, fridge, freezer, um, and loads of uh, cutlery and delf things that a lot of people that maybe come uh, to Glam especially don't have with them so we have those there on site and seating then also inside for around 20 to 5 people. Yeah. I love your fire pit area here with the, the old school chairs and and okay I know this is really your first full season isn't yeah. it this year yeah. 2019 so talk to me about the glamping pods you have two in and you have a new style one coming in as yeah. well. Yes we have two glamping pods um, uh, and we have a third one now just come on stream now in the next two weeks um, it's kind of a, an introduction, I, the way it's been for the end of last year and so far it's kind of an introduction for some people back to camping, yeah. maybe they haven't camped before, they want, the kids are kind of want to get out and get it in tents and stuff and maybe mum and dad are not 100% sure of that yet yes, yeah. and so they're, then they're kind of taking the glamping option and um, also we hire out tents, we have tents here beside the, the glamping pods and the cabins as well so that if the kids want to get out, do the whole, the full camping experience and mum and dad want a good night's sleep <laughs> in an insulated cabin with heaters and electricity um, they have that option then as well but you can take the tent on their own as well yeah so we we hire out the tents as well uh, i've got to be honest in in all the years i'm at this uh, the glamping i know is a new thing relatively new thing um huts uh, you know old caravans every type of glamping this is the first campsite i've ever come across that hire out tents yeah and that was my wife's idea last year um she just said wouldn't it she was kind of looking at it from her point of view not being a camper and she said would it be great rather than someone wanting to try it rather than buying all the gear yeah. probably maybe buying the wrong gear not sure if they like it if the kids like it um if you could take a higher tent with two air mattresses in it so literally just pull up in your car with your sleeping bags pillows hop in and you're done and then same on packing up going home that's a big bonus for a lot of people um you know, nothing worse than a wet tent if you have a wet tent or you want to get home or maybe a child is sick or whatever it is you can literally just walk out drive pull away. the zip down and drive away now talking about toilet facilities i know you're expanding but at the moment what have we got yeah so we have a we have a container uh, building here at the moment with ladies and gents in it um and we have a shower then a separate shower 
Um, the shower is included, there's no charge on the shower. And then what we're developing at the moment is uh, a full toilet block then with uh, disability toilets, men's and women's then, and separate shower units then again in both. And will you have that done for this season or is that just uh, going to... It's possible, we're hoping to have it done into mid-July, okay. but we'll see how it goes. It, it's kind of day by day on it now and... Um, uh, we'll definitely have it, the whole thing full, uh, fully open for the start of next season. But. Okay, so tell me now, I have a motorhome, myself, the wife and Charlie, the dog arrive. What's it going to cost? A full electric hookup for one night. Yeah, so um, uh, for the moment, for the for June, um, it's €20 euro all in. And then for July and August, it's 20 And if you want the electric hookup, then it's an extra €4. Euro. How do people get in touch? Have we a website? Is it through Facebook? Is it by phone? Yeah, it's uh, most of it is coming through Facebook. Um, we're Brandon Hacampen on Facebook, um, on Instagram as well, and, and a bit on Twitter. Um, we have a website, yeah, and it's uh, Um And so a lot of traffic coming through there as well. And generally people are emailing or ringing then when they get all the info there. Well, Ken, we want to wish you the best of luck. We know this is your full first season. And on uh, behalf of myself and the Camping Crew, and again, best of luck. And we hope to be down here sometime during the summer. Thanks a million. Thank you. So that's Ken from Brandon Hill Camping Park. As you heard, he's got the pods. They're building a brand new toilet block. It should be open at the end of July 2019. So two places in Kilkenny. One is... Brandon Hill Camping Park, an official campsite, and the other one is the Hub. It's an unofficial stopover. They don't mind you staying. Now, I was there, Chris, this weekend, just gone with our camera club. We had our summer barbecue and breakup, so we decided to have it in Greg Namana and another place down there called the Mullins. And there was actually about 12 or 13 units there from the Friday night. So it is a very, very popular spot for stopping over in Gregnamana. Yeah, I was looking at your pictures, Aaron. I saw a good bunch of motorhomes in the background. I said, oh, God, I said, Aaron's camera club are, are, are very fancy. They're all driving <laughs> motorhomes. I just realised now there were uh, people that were there already. It's a place where you could actually go with the kids. There's, there's um, on one side of the river, most of the time there's a company there that rent out canoes and kayaks or will teach the kids how to do it. it there's beautiful walking around there. And then the hub, you can actually, you can just go in your car and pull up and use the picnic tables. And actually they're building a couple of hard stand barbecues for people who just want to come in and that's free of charge but as i say you can stick a few bob into the envelopes that are in the camper's kitchen and throw it in the box at the front of the building now we want to head down towards killarney where are we going yeah this week i was going to um speak about the uh, killarney flisk it's a caravan and camping park um out on the muckross road in killarney um it's a it's a fine site. It's probably one of the first sites we ever went to when we started going camping. Kerry was always a, a, a popular area for us to go down. We used to meet uh, all the family down in Muckross Park and that. So it's it's a great location. It's probably about maybe a, a 15, 20 minute walk from Killarney Town. Um, it's got like uh, the facilities in terms of what's there. It's got everything you want. It's got a camper's kitchen. There's a children's playroom. You know, they allow dogs in on leads. They've all electricity points. All the pitches are all hard stands. And for the most part, they're all kind of sectioned off. So you've got your own little, I suppose, mm-hmm. private section as well. So you're not going to be up on top of other campers, which is great. They have some big pitches and some small pitches there as well. They've got a big area for tents. So if you could, if you want to bring some of your other family members who fancied camping, they're welcome to go as well. Um, the, the facilities area is quite big. It's a, it's, it's, it's a pretty... It's a pretty big campsite. I think there's about 72 pitches there, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. In terms of rates, then, just to give you an idea of cost-wise, it is one of the pri- more pricier campsites. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose given that it's Killarney, 
that's probably to be expected. It's a popular area, you know. It's it's busy. Um, according to the site there now, it's a unit, two adults and two children. It's from thirty four to thirty five fifty. So I imagine the thirty five fifty is in high season. If you want electricity, they say it's an extra fiver, and owning and owning is four euros. Extra child, three euros, and extra adult is eight fifty. A little bit more expensive, not extremely so, but um, given that it's Killarney, it's a really popular location. Uh, I'm not surprised with that, you know, and I, I would happily pay that if I was down in Killarney looking for somewhere to stay as well. I know the last time we stayed down in Flemings, but um, Flesk is definitely somewhere I would stay as well. Flesk is more, of course, city, more, more towards the centre of Killarney, because I noticed that Flemings would be one of my favourites. And they, the pricing is pretty much similar, 32 to 34 euro for a unit with two adults and two children. So I suppose, as you say, it's a very, very popular destination, what with the Ring of Kerry and your Dingle is only down the road as well, another spin. So you, you would expect to pay that. One of the things I like about the Flesk in Killarney is it's right beside the hotel. Do they call it the, the NEC? I think it is the NEC, and yeah, that's where they would have their, their big gigs. I went to an 80s gig down there with Major and Paul Young, and I actually stayed in the campsite, and it is literally a, a three-minute walk to the hotel, so you don't have to have the uh, the fees of trying to book a hotel room for the night if you're going down for a gig or a wedding or something. That's right, yeah. The hotel is the Glen Eagle, I'm sure everyone yes, knows that. Yes. And the INEC then is the, it's a big conference and concert centre that's built onto that. And you have the Brehan Hotel, which is just up from it as well. There's lots of holiday homes all around that other family members can rent if they wanted to head down that way with you as well. And what I do remember, you mentioned Muckross House, which is a, a few minute drive. I think it's the Muckross Inn right across the road from one of the gates into the park. And you can buy a tumbler. And when you're finished your pint or your drink, they'll keep the tumbler and they hang it on the ceiling with your name on it. And when you come back, be it in two years or five years or two weeks or whatever, you can actually ask for your tumbler and it has a number and the chap can put his hand on the tumbler within minutes of looking it up in the computer. And so you've kind of got yourself hanging there in a little bit of history, but there's Isn't thousands. Good idea to get you to go back to the pub? Absolute thousands, not hundreds, there's thousands. I'm sure there's people come from the States and further afield and they'll never come back, but they've got a tumbler hanging. Yeah. I don't know if they weed them out after a couple of years, but um, yeah, it's it's a pretty sight, but it is. It's a good promotional tool to get you to come back in and, and buy another point, be it on that visit or be it in a few years' time. Definitely. I think it's worth mentioning as well, if some of the listeners haven't been to Killarney before, you know, from points of interest, um, there's lots to do around Killarney. You know, there's the the Ring of Kerry, which is a, a very spectacular route. It's right next to the um, McGillicuddy Reeks, which is the one of the largest mountain range in Ireland. It's got Muckras Park, which you can cycle and walk and take a horse and pony around it. Killarney Town itself is a great town for shopping. It's a great town for food. It's got great nightlife. Um, you know, it, it really has everything. So, um, And there's plenty, plenty of campsites. Plenty of, of additional campsites as well, yeah. Do you have a website for Killarney Flesk? It's the killarneyfleskcamping.com. So good one, if ever you're down that way, but there are plenty of options. And of course, we will uh, keep you updated uh, as we go along through the podcast with other campsites that are down there. And of course, we'll put you towards camping-ireland.com, which is our regulatory authority for campsites. And you'll get quite, not all, but quite a few campsites are listed in there per county and per region. It's a good site to have on your phone as well.
Okay, so let's head into tips and camping hacks and products and stuff like that. Again, if you have anything that you reckon is a little hack that you do when you're camping or you saw somebody do, you can email us and it's campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com or get us on Twitter at the camping crew that's our twitter account if you've got little hacks or little things to do you want to talk about your new seat covers based here in the southeast of ireland and there's a lot of um a lot of surfing goes on in tremor and Anstown and, and right across the the coast here and one thing I, i've noticed in the last few years that a, a lot of the surfers are wearing these um coats called dry robes so what it is is like a a, a big massive fleece jacket but it's used for changing, so you can change on a cold, wet day. And um, it's fully waterproof on the outside; it's fleece lined on the inside. But um, you can imagine you're coming out of the water in the middle of winter, and you're trying to change and stay warm and dry. And that will you can actually change inside these dry robe coats. They've got the um, pockets off. Now I'm not talking about the coats today, but I just wanted to give some background to it. I was looking up dry robe when I, when I saw the brand, and I see they do um, seat covers for camper vans as well, um, for the surfers, you know, they come in and they can jump in in their wet wetsuit and just drive away wet back to their home or wherever they want to go. So I looked up those seat covers and I was showing them um, to, to my wife and she was like, God, they were great. You know, they're, they were talking about their, their waterproof. They've got phenomenal amount of heat. And mm. once I mentioned that, it was sold. We had to order them straight away. <laughs> so um, we ordered the seats. That very nice, or the seat covers, should I say, that very nice. And I must say they are um, very, very toasty. Now, when you're ordering them, Chris, online, do you have to note your make of van? Because some, like, we, do you have armrests on your seats? Um, they're kind of built that with a, a, a Velcro that you can fit the armrest through. So I have an armrest on one of the seats. And, um, yeah, there's kind of a, a, a set type of seat like if you've got say um airbags or something built into your seat they won't work they right won't suit them. so they right. do see kind of the older type seats that you'd find say in the older campers or the yeah. you know like the vw vans some of the yes. older ones as well they're kind of designed for for those but they fit uh our camper perfectly and can you remember the price the price of them like it wasn't too expensive i think it was about 100 or 120 it wasn't anything uh, anything well, too expensive. Yeah, you'd, you'd think with waterproof straight away, you're going to be talking quite a lot of money. But that's actually a good price for a set of, especially if it's people who are going to use them for what they're designed for. And how do they look? Do, like, they're not gaudy. Are they, did, you know, do they look OK? Yeah, it looks kind of like almost like a lamb's wool and they've got the dry rope brand on it. I suppose there is one drawback, which which kind of annoys me a little bit about them. And I, uh, I was kind of tempted one or two occasions to, to take them off for it. What they have, what they didn't do is they didn't put some sort of a, a rubber coating on the inside. So they're actually quite slippy. So when you're getting into the seats, you kind of almost have to lift them up. You know, they slide a little bit. So yes. You have to kind of maneuver yourself into the seat. And when you're sitting down, you're, you're, you're steady, you're grand, but they are very loose. So that'd be the only fault. So something like that would annoy you i would say they're not for you right right okay but you're recommending them and you can get them online yeah if you like uh, your hot seat uh, there are definitely things to get another hack that we came up with and was it last weekend that i i gave you a gift of this camping hack yes uh, and it was uh, worked a, a treat so i'll give you the honor now of 
trying to describe this one. First of all, I've had them for you for quite a while and why we only got around to give them to you last weekend. About a year ago, I was in a campsite and I was waiting to pull into my pitch when I saw the gentleman. We were a little bit early and the gentleman there was actually from Dublin taking down his windbreaker. And I noticed... Uh, one of my I know I have a lot of pet hates but one of my pet hate when it comes to windbreakers sometimes you can just if it's not that windy and you're using them just really for a bit of privacy you hammer them into the ground and that's fine but if you're tying them down and they do all come as you know with with the bit of cord I find that the cord slips down and pulls down the cloth windbreaker or the plastic windbreaker or whatever you happen to have so this chap had found a novice way of getting over this and I was sitting there and I said to Deirdre what has your man got on the top of his windbreakers? And she said, the only way you're going to find out is go over and ask the man. So I did, as brazen as I am. I said, how are you doing? What a day. And when he told me, a friend of mine has access to these things and I ordered some. Now, basically what it is, it's the top of a gas bottle. Some of them, you'll see gas bottles, they're, they're, they're a wax and you tear them and you throw them in the bin. But these things are plastic and they have a ring on them. So when you pull the lid off the gas bottle, the ring helps keep the lid on the gas bottle, but you can take them off. So there's a friend of mine owns the local coal and gas yard here in Carrick, where we live. And I asked him, could he get me five or six of these? And I must have had two black sacks. So I've been giving them (laughs) to everybody that I see. So I gave them to Chris. I said to Chris, it was pretty windy now, in fairness, last weekend when we were camping. And I said to Chris, did I ever give you the caps for the top of them? And he said, no, and I did. So basically, it's the top of a Calor Cozen Gas bottle. It's a hard cap with a black ring. You put the cord through the ring and then you peg it into the ground. So I gave you, I think, six because most of the windbreakers come with six poles. But there was actually a chap who pulled in alongside us and it was his first weekend camping. But he happened to have eight poles and I gave him my last eight. So do you know what we'll do? You took a, a photograph. We'll put it up on our Twitter um, if you yeah. still have it. We we'll put it up on our Twitter. But the camping hack is a gas cap. It's it's off your local gas, off the gas bottle. You put a bit of twine through it. You hammer in your, your poles and then you put this on the top of your poles and it stops the cord from going down and tearing your cloth or your plastic windbreaker. And that's my hack for this year, 2019. Yeah, no, that was great. It actually worked a treat. And you put your guy ropes down into your peg. Um, so you're it's pulling the it's pulling the um and the, the caps are the pretty deep against the wind. Yes, yeah, it was a good. It was a, and cheap. As I say now, a friend of mine, a big shout out to Tom. He owns a local gas shop, and he's still he's in actually in our camera club, and he's still throwing them at me at, at like a shopping bag at a time. So I'm going to keep them, and if I see anybody having a little bit of trouble with their windbreaker staying up, I'm going to. I don't know why I didn't give it to you when we were down in Van Tastival because your windbreaker really took a beating down there, didn't it? <laughs> Just a bit, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. It's gas caps for um, to help your windbreakers and the dry robe seat covers are our little tips and products for this podcast with I the camping I can see you set up a little stall at the next camp so we're selling these gas caps. I'm going to see if they'll take a spray and I could do them in all different colours. Maybe even put your logo on them. <laughs> <laughs> but then you are a lifesaver because I have yards and yards or metres and metres of, of the twine, but it was all entwined. And Chris just looked at me and went, should give that to me here and I'll untangle it. And he sat there for about an hour untangling all these lengths of twine, which was absolutely brilliant. So I have another bundle of that for you to do the next time we meet up after the holidays. No always happy of doing that. Now, we mentioned we were talking about safety in some forthcoming um, podcasts, and this is one of them. So you went and did some investigating on a first aid kit contents for the motorhome. 
Yeah, firstly, I think every motorhome should have a, a first aid kit. I mentioned in the last podcast about checking the batteries and that for the um, smoke alarm, the carbon monoxide alarm. But, you know, you should have a, a fully stocked first aid kit in your motorhome. So just, I suppose, I wanted to put a list together of, of the items that you should have in them. And most of these are, are, are common sense and that, but there might be something that you may not have thought about. So the first uh, on the list I have are antiseptic wipes and antiseptic solutions. Uh, so it's always handy for that, for cleaning any wound. Um, the usual plasters are handy. Um, the steri strips, if there's a deep cut and you want just call that closed. You have the dressings, bandages and tapes. That's next. It's always handy to have antihistamines. Um, if you have a, a reaction to something, paracetamol or neurofen, just to, to deal with any pain. Um, if you've got kids, the good old Calpol, it's always handy to have Calpol or whatever your, your preference is. What I would say before I go on though, as with any medication, always, always, always read the label before taking any medication. I can't stress how important this is. You know, medicines could have a, a reaction to, to other medicines. So it's really important that you read the label. So um, please take my advice there. Um, next on the list I have down are travel sickness tablets. Some children or adults um, may suffer from travel sickness tablets, so it's handy to have some of those um, stashed away. Not nice, but it's good to have is the anti-diarrhea tablets or the rehydration sachets. Always useful if you're um, cut out. Um, insect bite treatments or repellents is, is real handy. Burn treatment or burn spray is handy to have as well if you get a little burn. And um, of course, you'll need scissors and gloves. Finally, I have a thermometer on the list. It's not a must-have, but it's a nice-to-have, especially if you have children and um, and you want to know if if, if any of the, the people in the camper are brewing a, te- a temperature, a little thermometer is handy to have. Now, I went to update our first aid kit at the beginning of the season, around February, March, and I took a list of what, so even some of the plasters go out of date. I checked the dates and I said, right, this is what we need. And I went down to the chemist with my list of possibly only 10 items. But the girl reckoned that that was all going to come to 25 euro. However, she had this fabulous travel first aid kit for 35 euro and it had a little bit more than what I was looking for. Plus it was in a big red first aid bag. Not not big as in size, but it, it came in a beautifully presented bag with a zipper. And I think it even came with a ground sheet and it came with a pinny. If there is a lot of blood, you know, that you can throw over your neck a little. A little. Yeah. Very, very, very handy to have. So you don't have to buy them all individually. It can cost. And every single thing except the thermometer and the Calpol was in that kit and plenty of of everything plenty of wipes plenty of plasters so go to the chemist and either buy the first aid kit or take that list and uh, pick off what you need from it but very handy thing to have in the camper you can never and a fire blanket if you can have one but definitely a fire extinguisher to go with the smoke alarm and to go with the gas alarm as well um, i have a, a short list about tips for presenting the con- for preventing condensation in the motorhome. I was um, looking on Twitter. I, I, I kind of keep uh, an eye on some of the different um, sites. And there was um, a web page called wandering-bird.com. And he had a, a useful article there about stopping condensation in the motorhome. So I'll give a quick um, a quick run through the list. And if mm-hmm. you want to... Um, if you want to read it in more detail, you can have a look at his, uh, his web page. But the first tip he gave to stop and kind of reduce or prevent condensation, he says... Just keep your motorhome warm, you know, keep the heating on, keep it, uh, keep it at a, a comfortable temperature. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he said, open the window, let the air flow in, 
it, it'll prevent the condensation. He said uh, some of the motorhomes have uh, an extractor fan or a vent in that. He said just make sure to use those. If you're cooking up or boiling a lot of water, you know, do them outside. Or if you're drying clothes, try and dry them outside or in the campsite facilities if you can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, when you if you've got the heating on and your clothes drying, it's going to uh, really bring up the condensation. And I suppose if you've got a dehumidifier when you go home, turn it on and, and have it running away. Just keep a lot of the, the dampness out, you know. That's really a, a few of the most important ones. It's unusual that he didn't mention the silver screens. I know, Charlie and me are camping vlog. I had bought some silver screens for the outside of the camper. Now, you use the inside ones, but I noticed the other day when you took down the front one, there was still a bit of condensation. Now, not a lot of condensation, but do you still get some condensation when you use it? We would always have a little bit in the front window, but then, you know, there's four of us uh, and a dog That's in true. the motorhome, so the yeah. more people you have in it, it tends to be more. Uh, in fairness to the chap at the webpage, uh, he did actually have have the protectors he said put protectors over your windows there's a couple of other items on the list there as well and he just said to always rotate your cushions and seats and that i just kind of picked the the, the top few off, off that okay. list you know as i said if you want to read it it's wandering-bird.com is where he had that list any some other useful lists as well just when i saw it i said oh god it'd be nice to uh to give that a, a mention on the podcast again if you have ways of keeping your windscreens from fogging up during your camping please do let us know and chris is going to give you all of our twitter and email accounts right now yes so our twitter account is at the camping crew and we try and post uh, as regular as we can on that and respond to any messages on that as well, whether they're private messages or, or public messages. We're happy to, to chat away. Our email address, if you want to send us a private message, is campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. And we'd like any ideas, campsites, products, any items to discuss. Um, don't forget, just a reminder about advice and tips for some new campers, new people who are looking to purchase a new camper, what they should look out for, what they should avoid, what mistakes have you made, We'd love to hear some information on that. And also, um, you know, any tips on when you're traveling to France, what should you bring? What should you do before you go? When you get there, uh, any tips for making the the ferry uh, journey a a lot smoother as well? I kind of remind you as well that myself and Charlie have our YouTube channel, which is Charlie and Me, our camping vlog. And our website, which is actually under construction, reconstruction at the moment, is campsitereview.com. And there you can go onto the forum and read down through the counties in Ireland. There's a couple of French campsites mentioned on it, but it's mainly about camping in Ireland. I think that is it for this episode of the Camping Crew podcast, which happens to be episode 13. Thank you for your support with both Charlie and me, our camping vlog, and with the Camping Crew podcast. We really, really do appreciate it. And please keep the emails coming into us and please do keep in touch with us on our Twitter posts as well. From me, Aaron Birchall, I'm off on my holidays and I'm just going to wish you farewell. We will still have a podcast during the week and we will be putting up some YouTube videos on Charlie and me, our camping vlog. But from me, safe camping. And from me, Chris Byrne, just a reminder to subscribe if you can and tell your camping friends about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from The Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping.